Welcome back to another episode of the Into the Night Minute. Each week, Movies by Minutes hosts examine the 1985 John Landis-directed comedy Into the Night, one minute of screen time per episode. I'm Alex Thompson of Independence Day Minute and Galaxy Quest Minute, closing out the week with you here. Today, I am breaking down Minute 10 of Into the Night. Minute 10 starts with Ed nodding off at his desk and ends with Ed waking up in a team meeting. Science! Engineering! Things! So, from what I can understand of the technical conversation here, it uh, looks like they're doing some kind of work with uh, GPS, satellites, uh, uh, something related to signals. Uh, I recognize bits and pieces of the circuit diagram they're looking at. Uh, electrical engineering is not really my forte, um, but something in the vicinity, something in the ballpark of satellites and signals and things like that. Um, Technobabble. Uh, the the techno babble that they're getting into actually is not um it that actually feel it seems like real fairly realistic uh techno babble like I, I suspect the screenwriters may have actually actually done some research on this one or or had some uh, some prior experience uh, speaking of things that are prior, I, I, I like how all these guys have the same pair of 80s glasses. Uh, I'm, I'm inclined to call them grandma glasses for some reason, but uh, all of them, Akron included, have this same pair of gigantic lensed uh, glasses. Was that really a thing back in the 80s, that your glasses should take up the entirety of your face? Because, because, uh, uh, Boy, that 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 look I think is not aged especially well. But you know, who, who am I to who am I to talk of? Also, uh, oh boy, the olden days when team meetings required the projector. <laughs> um, I'm half surprised that no one is smoking in this room while they work on this. But yeah, I mean, in a sense, it's kind of a quiet minute. Uh, techno babble and uh, Ed sleeping. Um, so, I mean, I guess, since I'm wrapping up the week here, I guess I can just kind of give my thoughts on the movie as a whole. Um, it was enjoyable. So, I watched it for the first time in preparation for, uh, this week of, of minutes. And it was enjoyable. Uh, it, it's not like my, my mind wasn't blown, um, in this, it's not like, you know, it's vaulted into my top five or anything like that, but, you know, it's a nice solid, you know, a good solid way to spend, you know, an hour and a half, two hours. Um, I can see now that, um, having seen the movie and all the cameos by the filmmakers and so on, I see the thematic, uh, reason why, uh, Jim would pick this movie to be sort of, a an M by M all stars, uh, uh, choice. I do think it's weird having all of the filmmakers in the movie like this, just because at this point in time, filmmakers weren't all that recognizable. David Cronenberg, for example, uh, if you're, you know, really kind of hip to the filmmaking process, you know that he's the kind of the head engineer here in this meeting. Uh, the one guy who's standing, but he's not, 
it's not like Steven Spielberg, who you know, kind of everyone knows who what he looks like. And it's not like it's a famous actor where everyone knows what he looks like. You know, uh, most of the filmmakers cameoing in the movie are are pretty uh, anonymous, I, I would say, unless they've also done turns in front of the camera, at least at this point in time. I mean, go, go forward, uh, you know, 20, 30 years and the DVD extras and so on and so forth. And, you know, most of my favorite directors, I have a pretty good idea of what they look like and, you know, what they sound like. Uh, you know, I could pick them out of a lineup. I don't know if back in the 80s I could have necessarily picked uh, David Cronenberg or even John Landis himself out of a lineup. Um, so I think it's it's an interesting choice. Um, I know some of the reviews, maybe some of the less complimentary reviews uh, of this movie at the time, said that it felt, um, you know, like... <laughs> the filmmakers getting together to make a movie f f primarily for their own enjoyment. Um, I don't know that I would say primarily for their own enjoyment, but I'm sure that they had a blast, you know, um, just kind of all of, you know, all of John Landis's director friends coming in to, you know, shoot one scene and so on and so forth. But in general, I, I, I did find it, it was a nice solid, I I did think it was a solid, enjoyable movie, and I re I always enjoy seeing the movies where you start to get an inkling that someone has, you know, star quality to them. Um, uh, Jeff Goldblum, obviously, this was pre The Fly, obviously pre things like Jurassic Park and things like that. Um. But, you know, this was, you, he carries this movie uh, in a really interesting way while still also being very much a straight man. And uh, I think it's, it, it is a good portend of things to come. At the same time, I'd also highlight, I mean, Michelle Pfeiffer is also really early in her career at this point. I mean, at this point, she'd basically done Grease 2 and Scarface and that's uh, plus a couple of things that are very small um, parts you know so it's interesting that those two are both so early in the movie and that this movie is hung on them I, I would almost be a little it's almost a little surprising given that John Landis managed to call in all of his director friends managed to get Dan Aykroyd to come in for his small part manages to get spoilers for later in the movie, people like David Bowie to come in. It is a little surprising that the Goldblum and the Pfeiffer parts are not more famous. Um, I'm not sure what, who the actor would have been actors would have been in 85 uh, to play these parts. I don't know. Maybe I could see Bill Murray in the in the Goldblum part um I'm not sure who I would uh, I don't know who I would even cast as the Michelle Pfeiffer part because um I don't know it, it's it feels like such a uh like a a proper um alchemy uh, with those two together that I uh, 
it's hard for me to picture someone else doing that. Like, I think I could picture a couple people doing the Goldblum part. Obviously, bring a lot of themselves to it. Uh, but it's really hard for me to picture any actress of that, or, or picture other actresses of that time period doing that part, um, which, you know, I guess is, is really complimentary to her performance. Because, like I said, she was... she. Michelle Pfeiffer herself was still really uh, early on in her career at this point. Yeah, and uh, the only other, I guess, thing that I kind of would have wanted out of the movie would have been, as I mentioned earlier in the week, I would love to see a little bit of Ed at the end of the movie confronting his old, his old life to uh some degree uh, the movie i'm thinking of um which actually strangely enough now that i'm thinking about it is not that different in spirit from this movie um harold and kumar go to white castle you know at the end of the movie meek uh harold the john cho character confronts uh some of the jerks from his office and uh you know gives them you know, gives them what for. I would have liked to... Uh, I don't know. Either see... Maybe see Ed confront his wife or tell her off or interact with Herb again or... I don't know. Something to signify, you know, to show to the people from before these events how he's grown, I guess. Uh, you know, does he just walk into work and quit? Uh, you know, does what? Uh, does he never come back home to to his wife? Does he just basically run off with Michelle Pfeiffer in the end? Uh, you know, something to something to you know, sort of see this new and new and improved ed oak and interact with the rest of with uh his old world but i mean you know like i said you can always pick apart movies and, and so on and so forth i mean i guess that's kind of what we do in this genre but uh yeah but i mean that is about the end of my time here on into the night minute i'll be passing it off to somebody else for next week uh, so one final time, I get to run through the plugs here. Uh, so you can find the Into the Night Minute podcast on iTunes and Google Play or at the main site, nightminute.com. Uh, you can interact with the show on social media at the King Lives Listeners Limo on Facebook and on Twitter at Night Minute. Uh, since it's the end of the week, I'll mention there are over a hundred... Good Lord, it is over 100. Uh, yeah, it's going to be 100. Uh, over 100 other Movies by Minutes podcasts available at moviesbyminutes.com. Uh, listeners, if you want to see some more in, in this genre of thing, uh, check out that site for more great shows featuring myself, uh, Jim and Hal from last week, all the, get, all the hosts to come. Um, if there's a movie and you like it, there's a decent chance someone's uh, taking a look at it or is going to take a look at it. Or maybe it's uh, an opening for you to come join our weird, wacky world. Uh, but, yeah, 
that is all for Into the Night Minute for me. Join the podcast back here on Monday with uh, someone new guiding you along on this journey. Have a nice day. Do we thank you or what? I'd say I fall in the or what category.